हेलो वेलकम टू द सेल्फ लर्निंग पॉडकास्ट बाय डॉक्टर सुषमा सिंह लेट अस स्टार्ट डिस्कशन ऑन चैप्टर टेन द फिलोसफी ऑफ द कॉन्स्टिट्यूशन एंड आवर टॉपिक इज सेकुलरिज्म सेकुलर स्टेट्स आर वाइडली सीन एज ट्रीटिंग रिलीजन एज ओनली अ प्राइवेट मैटर दैट इज टू से दे रिफ्यूज टू गिव रिलीजन पब्लिक और ऑफिशियल रिकोगशन डज दिस मीन दैट the indian constitution is not secular this does not follow though the term secular was not initially mentioned the indian constitution has always been secular the mainstream western conception of secularism means mutual exclusion of state and religion in order to protect values such as individual freedom and citizenship rights of indigenous again this is something that you will learn more about in political theory the term mutual exclusion means this both religion and the state must stay away from the internal affair of one another the state must not intervene in the domain of religion religion likewise should not dictate state policy or influence the conduct of the state in other words mutual exclusion means that the religion and state must be strictly separated what is the purpose behind strict separation it is to safeguard the freedom of indigenous states which lend support to organized religions make them more powerful than they already are when religious organization begin to control the religious lives of indigenous when they start dictating how they should relate to god or how they should pray indigenous may have the option of turning to the modern state for protecting their religious freedom but what help would a state offer them if it has already joined hands with these organizations to protect religious freedom of the indigenous therefore state must not help religious organizations but at the same time state should not tell religious organizations how to manage their affairs that too can thwart religious freedom the state must therefore not hinder religious organizations either in short states should not neither help nor hinder religions instead they should keep themselves at an arm's length from them This has been the prevalent western conception of secularism. Conditions in India were different and to respond to the challenge they posed. The makers of the constitution had to work out an alternative conception of secularism. They departed from the western model in two ways and for two different reasons. the first one is rights of religious groups first as mentioned already they recognized their internal 
intercommunity equality was as necessary as equality between the individuals. This was because a person's freedom and sense of self-respect was directly dependent upon the status of her community. If one community was dominated by another, then its members would also be significantly less free. If, on the other hand, their relations were equal, marked by an absence of domination, then its members would also walk about with dignity, self-respect and freedom. Thus, the Indian constitution grants right, rights to all religious communities, such as the right to establish and maintain their educational institutions. Freedom of religion in India means the freedom of religion of both individual and communities. The second one is state's power of intervention. Second, separation in India could not mean mutual exclusion. Why is it so? Because religiously sanctioned customs such as untouchability deprived individuals of the most basic dignity and self-respect. Such customs were so deeply rooted and pervasive that without active state intervention there was no hope of their dissolution. The state simply had to interfere in the affair of religion. Such intervention was not always negative. The state could also help religious communities by giving aid to educational institutions run by them. Thus, the state may help or hinder religious communities depending on which mode of action promotes values such as freedom and equality. In India, separation between the religion and state did not mean their mutual exclusion, but rather principled distance are rather complex ideas that allow the state to be distant from all religions so that it can intervene on abstain from interference depending upon which of these two would better promote liberty, equality and social justice. We have hitherto mentioned three core features. These can also be seen as achievements of our constitution. First, our constitution reinforces or reinvests forms of liberal individualism. This is an important achievement because this is done in the backdrop of a society where community values are often indifferent or hostile to individual autonomy. Second, our constitution upholds the principle of social justice without compromising on individual liberties. The constitutional commitment to caste-based affirmative action program shows how much ahead India was compared to other nations. 
can one forget that the affirmative action programs in the US were begun after the 1964 civil rights movement almost two decades after they were constitutionally enshrined in India third again the background of inter communal strip the constitution upholds its commitment to group rights to the expression of cultural particularly this indicates that the framers of constitution were more than willing to face the challenges of what more than four decades later has come to be known as multiculturalism now let us discuss universal franchise two other core features may also be regarded as achievements first it is no mean achievement to commit oneself to universal franchise especially when there is widespread belief that traditional hierarchies in india are congealed and more or less impossible to eliminate and when the right to vote has only recently been extended to women and to the working class in stable western democracies once the idea of a nation took root among the elite the idea of the democratic self government followed thus the indian nationalism always conceived of a political order based on the will of every single member of society the idea of universal franchise lay securely within the heart of the nationalism as early as the constitution of india bill 1895 the first non official attempt at drafting a constitution for india the author declared that every citizen that is everyone born in india had a right to take part in affairs of the country and be admitted to public office the motilal nehru report 1928 reaffirms this conception of citizenship reiterating that every person of either sex who has attained the age of 21 is entitled to vote for the house of representative or parliament thus from very early on universal franchise was considered as the most important and legitimate instrument by which the will of nation was to be properly expressed now let us wind up the session and thank you very much for engaging yourself with the self learning podcast